Oh, hello. That's so adorable. I told you I did it! I got it! I mean, TTRPGs are about fun and about collaboration. The, what this all builds, what this is all building towards, is more empathetic connections between people. There you go. Go there in the end. Welcome to Delightful Dungeon Diving, a coffee and tea table podcast dedicated to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. I'm Nick. I use he, him pronouns, and this week, I'm going to take y'all on a dungeon dive. A dungeon is what we in the tabletop role-playing game community affectionately call an area that players will adventure in, a place where they might encounter fearsome monsters, intriguing characters, perhaps find some treasure, dodge some traps, and most importantly, write their story. For this dungeon dive, we're going to be building up the lair of a basilisk. A basilisk is a monstrous beast, a lizard-like creature that shares abilities similar to that of Medusa. The gaze of a basilisk's eyes can petrify any adventurer or any creature, really, that is unlucky enough to come across it. This dungeon dive will be a little different than our previous episodes. In previous dungeon dives, we've built an area that is typically segmented or contains quartered areas, different rooms in a castle or different chambers in a cave. We're going to focus on the outside of this basilisk's lair. We have a previous episode titled Mysterious Cave that you can use in conjunction with this dungeon dive to build out a full encounter from the outside of the cave to the interior of the basilisk's lair itself. If you'd like to follow along, having a piece of paper and pencil nearby will be helpful to sketch out what we're going to be describing today. After we lay out the actual structure and groundwork of this dungeon, we will then go take a walk in it, first-person style, so you can get a feel for this area yourself. So to start, we're going to lay out the entrance to the Basilisk's Lair and the elbow of a horseshoe canyon. A river runs through this area. Perhaps it's an arid desert, and our adventurers need to follow the river for fresh water. Perhaps they are here hunting the basilisk itself, or they've been given the wrong information. Perhaps they've been bamboozled, hoodwinked into coming to this canyon, expecting to find ancient ruins filled with treasure, and instead led astray to the front steps of a basilisk. Now, as the players follow this river along into the entrance of the Horseshoe Canyon, the river has doubled up on itself in this area to such an extent that there's actually a medium-sized lake. On the far side of the lake, there is an obvious shore and the entrance to a large cave. But we're going to put a major feature here straddling the lake itself. Our players will see what seems to be confusing ruins, bleached alabaster in the sun, massive pillars that connect to an odd roof that's somewhat domed, another large pillar coming down to smaller structures, almost forming a a stone gazebo. It's here that our players will realize this structure is in fact a crouching 
giant that has been turned to stone, a curious figure that peered into the cave and met the eyes of the basilisk, falling to its petrifying gaze. Having a massive stone giant in something of a three-point stance gives us multiple sections to work with. So, to recap and lay out our structure so far, we have a rather narrow canyon entrance that follows this river. The river then opens up into a medium-sized lake and tall canyon walls surrounding. A petrified giant in something of a three-point stance, two feet touching the ground, crouched over an, an outstretched hand reaching to the far side of the canyon wall, perhaps the other hand reaching up all the way to the lip of the canyon. And on the far side of the lake, we have a shoreline and the entrance to a cave. We're gonna begin with the leg section of the giant. Around the feet themselves, uh, amongst the displaced rocks and shore where the feet are placed here, we find other statues, smaller figures, humanoid-sized, and these have also been petrified. Now here's an opportunity to dot the area with some loot or treasure for your players. Perhaps they are items that these unlucky adventurers had dropped before meeting the basilisk's eyes and becoming petrified statues. Some of the statues will be fully intact. Others will have pieces missing. Perhaps they have met some unfortunate fate. Uh, something has collided with them. We might, depending on the story you wish to tell, even find broken pieces of a statue surrounding a foot of the giant, as if the giant stepped on one of these, not realizing what they were. Moving from the legs, although it's worth noting that the legs also provide an opportunity for our heroes to begin climbing the structure of the giant itself. If they were to do so, they could reach the back of the giant and that other outstretched hand that reaches and is grabbing onto the canyon wall for support. Our players could make it all the way out of the canyon this way. But we'll move on from the legs and move to the torso and chest of the giant. Now here is where we can involve some environmental hazards. Because as this giant has been here for perhaps some time, other creatures have used this seemingly permanent structure as sanctuary, perhaps as roosts for creatures such as bats. Now the environmental hazard comes in the natural conclusion of other creatures coming into this area, inhabiting the area for a while. And at some point as the basilisk comes out of its lair and gazes upwards at the petrified giant, the unfortunate bats make eye contact. So now we have a portion of this bat colony petrified and uh, tenuously connected to the underside of the giant. Perhaps they initially made roost in its armpit or in the grooves of its armor along its torso and chest, 
but meeting the basilisk's gaze, they have become petrified. Tiny little stalactites that are positioned loosely could be knocked loose and come falling on top of our heroes. Now below the chest is the main body of water, the main portion of the lake here. This area of the canyon is rather deep. Our heroes may be aware of this region, having done their research before coming out here, knowing that there was an earthquake or some other event that cracked the earth here and connected this river to underground aquifers or mayhaps even a uh, connection of underwater caves, a system that could be explored as a secondary area, a side quest for our heroes. However, as is the case in many tabletop role-playing games, we don't want to bypass an opportunity to throw another creature into the mix. Here we can place a dire consequence of exploration or heedless navigation across the water. A creature opportunistic has moved into the lake and lies dormant in wait. This creature has managed to resist the petrifying gaze of the basilisk and has taken the opportunity to scavenge off any creatures that the basilisk has not petrified. As our heroes attempt to cross the water to get to the cave entrance, as they explore the undersides of this petrified giant looming above them, perhaps they're in a boat, perhaps they're swimming, it's up to you. But this creature will be waiting down below. Now, as our heroes move on to the head section of this stone giant. Upon investigating the face of the giant, the players will notice the mouth is in an open state. And somewhere within the mouth, along the lower jaw, resting on the tongue, there are signs of a campsite, not petrified. If our heroes journey up this way, they can climb into the stone cave that has been made of the giant's mouth. Now here is where you have some leeway as a game master, of course. This giant has been petrified with its mouth open. Does that then make a tunnel into the giant itself through the throat and esophagus? Yes, it is a, an interesting and possibly disgusting prospect, but can provide some extra avenues for exploration. What hero doesn't want to explore a frozen giant's innards? In any case, here in the mouth, we can see signs of a campsite, another adventurer, uh, an explorer, an opportunist, an archaeologist, someone who has come to the region and sought refuge here. Here's another opportunity for your adventurers to find discarded treasure, items that have been left behind. Or we can even place an NPC here, a non-playable character that can give some background on the area, some interesting information, or even open up a side quest, depending on this character's story. Now, 
Moving away from the statue itself and our surprising guest in the lake monster, we reach the far shore of this Horseshoe Canyon Lake. The cave entrance looms large and dark. The basilisk has no problem navigating the dark of the tunnels, but along the beach are broken bits of statues. There are no whole statues here. These are the unfortunate creatures that the basilisk has frozen to stone and then begun feasting on. Our heroes can find signs of missing non-playable characters that have been mentioned before in the town outside of the canyon. Here is also a prime location for our players to be ambushed. Perhaps the information our players got about the basilisk or ruins that were supposed to be here was false information. They've been led into a trap. And this beach provides a great ambush site because on one side we have the lake monster, on the other we have a cave with a basilisk, presumably dormant and ready to make its appearance at any moment. Most likely the most inopportune moment for our adventurers. As mentioned, a previous episode of ours, a dungeon dive with mysterious cave can be used in conjunction with this area here as our players have survived the outer doorstep of the basilisk's lair now they are faced with delving into the cave system itself, finding the beast, or finding the treasure they came here for, whatever mystery you have decided to lay out for them as a game master. Let's recap one last time as you may be sketching out this area for yourself. We have a rather simple layout with a narrow canyon opening up to a large lake. The giant will be your main feature here, and feel free to add any details to this giant you wish. The giant is essentially straddling the lake from one side of the canyon all the way to the shoreline where the cave of the basilisk is looming large. There are bats roosted up in the body, the underside. There's a campsite located in the frozen giant's mouth and many statues along the shorelines that give our players hints that they are dealing with a very dangerous creature. Now, an often overlooked aspect of basilisk encounters is that the petrifying can be reversed. With the right spell, the right condition, it's up to you as a game master, a statue can be reverted back into its original form. Now, what the consequences of that may be as far as the passage of time, missing limbs and appendages. That is up to you as a game master, but it provides a massive amount of opportunities for story and further adventures. Imagine if our players find a way to reverse the petrification of the giant. Will this be a friendly giant? Will this be a dangerous giant? Could it be the enemy they were searching for. It's up to you. So now we have the layout and structure of our basilisk's lair 
entrance. Let's go take a walk through this place and get a feel for it through the eyes of an adventurer. So prepare yourselves and don't forget your bewitching beverage and splendid snack because every adventurer needs their calories and coziness. The river winds, azure and alluring, through the sun-painted Copper Canyon walls. The bend is up ahead, the lake marked on the map you've probably paid too much for. You mistake the structure for a cloud at first, so massive and disproportionate to your expectations. Bleached alabaster by the desert sun, the ruins are architectural madness, pillars of various sizes stretching up to confusing arches, bridging the gap between lake shore and canyon rim. And then the picture resolves itself. As you follow the river into the canyon lake, you realize these are not ruins, or at least not the ruins of builders. This structure is, in fact, the kneeling, petrified form of a curious giant. So, the rumors were true. There's a basilisk here. Giant was unfortunate enough to meet it. The giant was in the process of kneeling down and peering into the cave on the eastern shore. One hand extends below the water, while the other reaches out and grasps the rim of the canyon for support. You take note, you could climb from one end of the giant to the other to get out of this canyon if need be. The feet of the giant dig into the western shoreline of the lake. There's not much space between the canyon wall and the water there, but even so, smaller alabaster figures can be seen. The statues here tell a tragic story. Adventurers like you caught mid-stride as they caught sight of the basilisk across the water. Surrounding the left foot of the giant are pieces and piles of dust. Some unlucky soul was frozen in the absolute wrong place. But lucky for you, these poor heroes brought a boat with them. The lake water is crystal clear, but there are deep cracks in the earth below, and the water darkens to foreboding depths. Something malicious shifts in those darkened depths, but you continue your slow rowing gently crossing under the chest of the giant. High above, nestled in the armpit, you spy a colony of bats, and next to their sleeping forms, you see odd stone protrusions, and then one falls. As if time has been filtered through honey, you watch as a petrified bat plummets from its precarious perch and punctures the planks of your small boat. Another stone bat pelts the water next to you as time frantically catches up and the lake bubbles up through the breached hull. It's time to swim. But you know you're not alone in that water. As you race to the shore, swimming for all you're worth, you can feel the unfathomable creature of the lake rushing towards you. Staggering onto the beach, you make it just ahead of the wave sent by the hunting creature. Frustrated, the lake monster sends up a spray and dives back below. Before you can scout the shore, your eyes are drawn to the face of the giant. Frozen in an expression of slack-jawed awe, you swear you can see signs of a camp up in that mouth. You don't fancy braving the water again, but perhaps you can scale the canyon walls to get up onto the giant and investigate. But for now, 
the beach. A bloodless, yet no less grisly scene lies before you. Crumbled limbs, half a stone hand buried in the sand. Leftovers. The statues the basilisk has not finished eating. And just beyond, the cave itself. The lair of the lizard. You have a plan, but then again, so did they. Well, there you have it, folks. A basilisk lair, or rather a basilisk lake, that you can feel free to use in any of your own games. Thanks so much for coming along with me on this dungeon dive, and I can't wait to be back with my full crew talking about tabletop role-playing games and all the fun we have in this wonderful hobby of ours. Thanks again. We'll see you on another episode of Delightful Dungeon Diving. everyone here so no one else has to.